Still, I'm joined by Mo Dekeel. Still, Mo, we had another fun weekend in the NBA. Yeah, I'm glad neither of our names changed during the week as well. I don't know what your still is. <laughs> well, the names stayed the same. The standings seem to be jumbled up a little bit. We're going to get into all that. And we're going to start with the latter half of the playoff race in the Eastern Conference. I think that makes sense. The Miami Heat, they go into Boston in an early game and they win 130 to 124. Uh, it was a blowout in the first half, as is tradition for the Celtics, and they mounted a pretty huge comeback at the end, but they weren't going to come back from that kind of deficit with the way that Duncan Robinson was shooting and the way that Jimmy Butler was playmaking. This was Jimmy Butler putting the heat on his back and saying, hey, we're not losing tonight. Like They came out with the urgency you need for a team that's trying to stay out of the playing tournament, and the Celtics didn't. And on top of that, the Celtics didn't on Friday night when they got blown out by Chicago. That's a whole other story. A a troubling aspect for the Celtics is they're kind of just slow start in a game that matters so much, Jared. Yeah, I have a big story on this over at The Athletic. Be sure to subscribe, theathletic.com slash ding. This has been kind of just like endemic to the Celtic season of even a lot of the big wins that they've had recently were huge comebacks. They're just doing it over and over. And, you know, in this game, Evan Fournier had 30 points and eight assists. Jason Tatum had 29 points six times. Kemba Walker, after a horrible first half shooting, was terrific in the second half. But no matter how while they played in the second half they just it just falls off the cliff for them too early on that it's you're digging out of a hole that is too deep to dig out of they're just playing with fire every time and it's becoming a problem and their defense today was atrocious giving up 130 points real concerns i know they didn't have jalen brown and i don't need anybody to tweet that to me but you need to come out with real fire for what this this is a mini series that basically is going to decide if you're going to be in the playing tournament or not and you know they they choked this first game yeah and it's funny because you mentioned them not having Jalen Brown Rob Williams returned from turf toe and then at halftime went back out with turf toe that's a pretty significant issue for them down the stretch but you know we might get to touch on the Pelicans and Hornets game later in which those teams are like completely depleted and yet they're still playing hard they're still playing with their core identity and Boston has not been able to do that while Miami I think has been actually impressively persistent this year and I think that has to do obviously with just the way that Butler and Adebayo are leading the way for them the season's been very up and down for Miami just not getting consistent contributions from guys like Tyler Hero and and things like that sometimes they're great sometimes they're not so great to be nice I just think you know lately they're kind of putting it together like this is going to be one of those times where you look at them going like yeah they're a six or seven seed but really they're pretty damn good. They probably should have been a four seed. You know, an interesting subplot to this mini series beyond the seeding is uh, Jason Tatum's contract. He has that $32 million Rose Rule bonus at stake if he doesn't make the All NBA team this year. The way he's been playing, you would imagine he would, but because of where they are in the standings, because of what Jimmy Butler is doing, because of what Julius Randle has been doing, which we'll get to in a minute, Tatum's All NBA status is somewhat up in the air now. 
And that could cost him a lot of money. Listen, he dropped 60 the other night. I, th- I think he'll make the all That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Uh, yeah. It wasn't, wasn't bad. It wasn't, wasn't bad. bad. I have another story on that on The Athletic, obviously. Uh, last thing real quick. You touched on it before. The Miami Heat, are they looking like the Miami Heat team from the playoffs last year that we know is capable of making a deep run? Yeah, no, I mean, Jared, it's it's they're actually very similar to the Celtics in the number of time we thought like, OK, here we go. And then they would <laughs> drop a few bad games. So, you know, right now they look that way, whether that's going to remain the case. I'm not so sure. And it's going to be different if they're playing a, one of the top level teams, because I think those teams might be a little more uh, fired up to play the heat. Yeah, they certainly weren't playing one of those teams on this day. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Speaking of Atlantic Division teams in the middle of the Eastern Conference, the New York Knicks, they beat the L.A. Clippers 106 to 100. That's what the Clippers have in Kawhi MPG. It's quite a feat there. D-Rose, just terrific, especially in the fourth quarter, finishing with 25 points, eight assists, two for three from deep. He carried them when they really needed them to. Yeah, no, he was phenomenal in this game, and the Clippers had no answer. For, for him like he came in and this was you know this is one of those times where you watch D Rose and you just go like man he's cooking and he, there was no stopping him for the Clippers and you know the Knicks as a whole you know we're getting some timely shooting four or seven from three from RJ Barrett five threes from Reggie Bullock I mean when two guys combine for nine threes that's a big night for the Knicks 
and you saw them in the second half. I mean, the way that those guys were all complimenting the play of a lot of that high low action with Taj Gibson and Obi Toppin out there. Obviously, Randall came through with some clutch mid-range shots in the fourth quarter when they need him to, as he seems to always do it. This was just kind of another example of the Knicks just kind of piecing everything together just in those moments when they need it to eke out the win, as they seem to do every single time. They're putting together a tough resume. They've got some nice wins, but they're just a tough team to play, Jared. I mean, they make you work so much on offense because of how hard their defense it, it slowly wears you down. I mean, look at the Clippers shooting lines tonight you know Kawhi Leonard 9 of 26 for 29 points Paul George 8 of 20 for 18 points that's an impressive defensive effort from the Knicks yeah do you think that the Clippers are showing any signs of maybe being a little too heliocentric with their offensive playmaking capability or are you comfortable with that um, other setup? I, I like what I'm seeing from them apart from this game in, in general tonight was just a bad game kind of deal I think for the the Clippers overall since they've had Rajon Rondo I've been excited for them pretty high on them so I'm not too concerned about this yet it's not even the playoffs yet but this is still regular season Rondo for our last game the Pelicans beat the Hornets 112 to 110 this was without Zion Brandon Ingram uh Steven Adams which who cared because Jackson Hayes had 18 points, eight boards, six blocks, and he had the hook shot that essentially was the game winner for New Orleans. Big game for the young fella, kind of a, a good excitement situation, for good good sort of like growing up moment for him. Hopefully something he could build on going forward. But, you know, you got to give the Pelicans credit. Winning this game, play the Sixers extremely tough, you know, even without Zion and Brandon Ingram in those games. You know, it's it's been impressive. I thought that they were about ready to fold right there, Jared. Uh, well, you know, you wouldn't have blamed them with the fact that they have Eric Bledsoe and Lonzo Ball pretty much completely running the offense. Nikhil Alexander-Walker had a nice game off the bench. Uh, and Willie Ernan Gomez had 16 rebounds in 22 minutes. I mean, this team is continuing to fight to the end here, and they're still within shouting distance of the playing tournament. I mean, they're a game and a half behind the Spurs, just again in the 10th seed, and the Spurs are struggling and have a brutal, and I mean brutal, schedule next week to kind of finish off the season. All right, before we even get to the standings, we have to recognize two things. One, we had a battle of the Ball Brothers. That was kind of like fascinating to watch. Yeah, LaMelo Ball won the individual battle, but Lonzo took the uh, team victory. Which I guess isn't a huge surprise. Lonzo is the more experienced one. Um, and then Terry Rozier had 43 points on 16 for 26 shooting. Uh, the last three of those came at kind of a buzzer beater after they had pretty much already lost the game. Rozier just continues to put this team on his back as they need him to because they're going to be heading into the play-in tournament, it looks like, pretty soon. Give him credit. I mean, Rozier's been awesome. If Charlotte can get healthy, they'd be a pretty interesting team in that play-in tournament. So here's how things sit heading into Monday. The Celtics are two games back of the Miami Heat. Uh, they're in the seventh seed. So the Knicks are a game up on Atlanta for the fourth seed. Miami's tied with Atlanta, but Atlanta's still up in the fifth seed. Then you have Charlotte, two games behind Boston at eight. Washington, one game behind Charlotte at nine. And then the Pacers are half a game back of the Wizards. The Chicago Bulls are two and a half games out behind Indiana. It seems like the likelihood of them catching them is pretty slim at this point. 
going to need a little luck from Indiana if that's going to happen. Yeah, which, hey, Indiana's actually been making some of their own luck. So I guess after all the movement in uh, over the weekend, are you getting a clearer sense of where you expect things to land in the Eastern Conference? All I got is Philly's probably going to win the one seed. That's it. Everything else is still, <laughs> that's it. Oh, man. So, yeah. So, over in the West, you know, the Lakers are still behind. The Blazers are still in that seventh spot. Like we said before, the Pels are within a game and a half of the Spurs. I, I, I mean, just to be tacky and ask for predictions, I mean, do you think the Pelicans are actually going to close this gap here? No, I, I don't think so. I think the Spurs will win just enough games to stay in the 10th seed despite this ridiculous schedule they have. And we could get the Lakers and Warriors playing in the playing tournament where Steph is probably going to score 50. I mean, that, that could be one of the most entertaining basketball games we'll see in a long time. I mean, this would probably be the best play-in game you could have had ever. It's too bad LeBron's going to hate it. Oh, well. All right, well, that's going to do it for us. Don't forget to subscribe at theathletic.com slash ding. Don't forget to check out our other podcasts here on the Athletic Podcast Network over in the NBA sphere because we have no dunks. We have House of Strauss. We have the Athletic NBA show. We have Nerder She Wrote, obviously, starring Mo Keel. Subscribe to theathletic.com slash ding and be sure to have a wonderful day. Mo, take us out of here.